0: I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is safe and well after that nor'easter uh, the last couple of days, but. Uh, hopefully we're shoveling out from under it and getting back out into the world as much as as much as much we can these days. Uh, things different for the New York Islanders, both last night's game and tomorrow's game with the Buffalo Sabres canceled because of COVID protocols. We'll talk about that, what it means for the Islanders and why, in a way, this actually may be a good thing for the Islanders when all is said and done. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and we'll talk a little bit about some players that really need to pick things up uh, as we head into the uh, next week of games. Now, the Islanders are off until Saturday and uh, we will talk about what that's going to mean. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about, Please feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at n y r We'll keep you up to date on all the latest happenings, news, and notes concerning your New York Islanders. Okay, so the Islanders game against the Sabres both last night and tomorrow canceled because of COVID protocols. And here's basically what happened. The weather delayed the Sabres flying into New York from Buffalo. We had the big storm Monday and, you know, Yesterday wasn't that much better. We had some rain, some freezing rain, some snow, uh, a little more snow last night. But basically what happened was the COVID procedures got changed because the flight was delayed and they canceled the Tuesday game. Then uh, the Sabres essentially had uh, some positive, uh, some people who entered the COVID protocol. We don't know for sure if they had positive tests. But some players who entered the COVID protocol as a result of the fact that they played the New Jersey Devils over the weekend and uh, twice, and the Devils had what? About 10 players test positive on their team. And you know what? At the end of the day, uh, the bigger question to me why did the Devils Sabres games over the weekend go forward? Uh, According to John Vogel, who covers the Sabres, uh, Buffalo is furious, he tweeted. They asked for more information from the league and from New Jersey on both Saturday and Sunday when Travis Zajac and Palmieri went out, and they didn't get it. So, at the end of the day, uh, the Islanders have these two games postponed and will not play again until Saturday. When they end up playing the Pittsburgh Penguins, that will be their next game, 7 o'clock Saturday evening, followed by a Monday game at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. And, you know, it's a mixed bag. I have very mixed feelings about this postponement. On the one hand, when things are going bad, you want a chance to get out there right away, and you know undo the bad situation you want to make some positivity you want to get out there and fix things but at the same time you know when you're in a situation where you go on a five game road trip and you don't win any of your games you go 0 3 and 2 one of the things you always want to do under those circumstances you press you know you try maybe a little too hard squeezing the stick as they say in hockey And maybe, just maybe, having a couple of days to decompress and to exhale and take a step back and regroup might be really the best thing for this Islanders team under the circumstances. And no, it it isn't easy to do that. But you know what? This team now ends up with five complete days off And then playing on the sixth day, it's almost like the buy that teams would get during a full season with regularly scheduled games under the old collective bargaining agreement. So, I think now is a good time to have this team regroup and maybe exhale a little bit and figure things out because that is what they need to do and, you know at the end of the day, it really matters most what the Islanders do on Saturday. And this is a challenge for both a team that has a lot of veterans on it and a coach like Barry Trotz to keep the intensity level up between now and Saturday, but to also be a little bit introspective, uh, analyze what's gone wrong over the last five games, and then come back out with different combinations different lines if necessary, and to get back on track, because that's what this team needs. Now, another plus, you have guys like Anthony Bevilier, who would have missed uh, probably these games against Buffalo. Much better chance. They said that, you know, Bo may be back this week. Well, now there's a much better chance that by Saturday— Uh, Anthony Bevilier can return to the lineup, and that means he won't miss these two games. Maybe he would have missed one, maybe he would have missed both, Uh, but, you know, these are games now that Bevilier can play once they're rescheduled, and you know what? For a team that struggles to score, not having one of your top six forwards in the lineup, it's better to have Bevilier available. All right, we've got a lot more to discuss on this show. We'll talk about the reaction Barry Trotz had to the postponement and how the Islanders are handling it. Plus, uh, they rated in the Athletic all the rinks in the league. We'll tell you where the Nassau Coliseum ranked. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, you have got to try a Built Bar. It is, quite frankly, the best-tasting protein bar ever. I was skeptical until I tried Bilt Bar and they have so many great flavors. German chocolate, mint brownie, salted caramel, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp, caramel brownie, just to name a few. All the flavors, both those with nuts and nut-free, they're covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and Bilt Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, which means they are great for the keto diet. Let's talk about the Coconut Almond Flavor, 18 grams of protein in every bar, just 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Islanders, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So, the Islanders obviously get the news this morning, or yesterday morning, uh, about the postponement. And again, you know, this is a veteran team, Barry Trotz is a veteran coach. Here's what Trotz had to say. It was a pretty seam it was pretty seamless considering the last minute adjustment. We sort of prepared for it. We just practiced. Our guys are a mature group. We've seen it a few times in the league, and we're part of it. We just adjusted. It was not a scramble, just readjusting. We're in a pretty good frame of mind this morning when we came in. What it does is we'll get one day away from the game. The game can consume you because you're going every second day. If things aren't going really well, things can linger, but at the same time, when we get back, we've got to be ready to go. By the way, Anthony Bevilier yesterday skated on his own, so he was back on the ice and is continuing to work through his rehab and... uh. We'll see whether or not the Islanders are able to get Bo back in time for Saturday's game. Captain Anders Lee added, It just reemphasizes the importance of being smart about everything when you're away from the rink. I'd like to think that our guys are doing that when everyone else is too. That's what makes this all tricky. You could be doing all the right things and still get it at times. Everyone is doing the best they can. It just emphasizes that a bit more now that we are directly affected. So the islanders going out there and basically preparing themselves for what 's next and that is saturday 's game against the penguins. By the way, uh, the penguins hurting for defensemen right now with uh injuries, and of course they're also looking for a general manager but would they be interested in maybe acquiring Thomas Hickey and taking him and his salary off the Islanders' hands? It's not like Hickey is making a lot of money. He's a serviceable NHL defenseman with experience who they could plug into their lineup right away. Uh, Don't necessarily know if that would be a trade these two teams would make within the division, but it makes sense for both teams right now if the Penguins can open up enough cap room to make the trade. All right, the Athletic ranked all the teams in the NHL, their arenas, 1 through 31. They had different categories, atmosphere, sight lines, food options, convenience, location, appearance, and unique touches. And uh, the Nassau Coliseum, which, you know, was renovated just a couple of years ago, three years ago, was it? Uh, they came in 28th among the 31 uh, arenas in the league, only the Calgary Flames, the Buffalo Sabres, and the Ottawa Senators had lower rankings than the Nassau Coliseum, and the Coliseum got high marks for atmosphere, it was third in the league, and for sight lines, also third in the league, but it got really, really hurt. In four categories, food options, where it was dead last, convenience, where it was thirtieth, uh which I kind of disagree with only because if you're from Long Island, driving to the Coliseum is not a problem at all. The problem was getting to Brooklyn for anyone uh on Long Island having to either drive through traffic in during rush hour or take the train and change at Jamaica for most people, that was less convenient, but again. From the city, it wasn't uh, necessarily convenient to get to the Coliseum. Location, the Coliseum ranked 29th, and appearance, it ranked 30th. So they lost a lot of points there and end up finishing 28th. I think the thing about the Coliseum, by objective standards, it is not the most beautiful rink anymore. Even after the renovation, you're talking about an arena that was built in 1972, Uh, and really, you know, is not up to snuff against modern NHL rinks, but the history of the arena and the great sight lines and the noise that the place can have, especially during a playoff game or a big game, those are things that absolutely resonate with Islander fans, and the tailgating, and I, I think that, you know... A lot of it is overlooked, and the tradition and the fans' involvement. uh, You know, one of the quotes that they had in the article: uh, any non-Islander fan who goes there will probably be miserable, but the fans and tradition are what make the Coliseum special. And I think that's a uh, a spot-on quote from whoever it is that uh, you know. This these were fan quotes, and I think that was very. Very well said. Look, next year, the Islanders will be heading off to uh, the UBS Arena near Belmont. That will be a very big change for this organization. And hopefully, it will combine uh, the amenities that you had in Brooklyn, which was a very nice arena, just not great for hockey and not well located for a lot of fans on Long Island. Uh, but you'll have the modern amenities and food choices and uh, you know shorter bathroom lines and all that stuff that you have in the new arenas combined with the noise and the sight lines that you had at the Coliseum, and the Islander fans will bring their own traditions and make new traditions at the new arena. So looking forward so much to next season when the Islanders move into their new arena and start something new. And and you know what? The difference. Brooklyn never really felt like a permanent home for the Islanders, and I think the UBS Arena, which is a hockey-specific building, it was built for hockey. The Islanders are the anchor tenant. They are, you know, number one there, and I think that overall, this really feels like a permanent change, and it's the future of the New York Islanders, so looking forward very much to that Not thrilled with the low ranking for the Coliseum, but I understand it based on the age of the building and the lack of modern amenities and everything else. So uh, I guess one way to put it on to bigger and better things for the Isles, but I hope before this season is over that fans can at least gather at the Old Barn for a couple of more times and enjoy a game or a playoff game or what have you. Uh, one last time at the Old Barn, And, and at the very least, once this COVID thing is over, they should have at least one big tailgating event at the Coliseum to say goodbye to it. All right, we've got more to come, our Islanders' birthday of the day, plus a look at some things the Islanders can do to change their offensive production and their tough start to the season. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, the Super Bowl is coming this Sunday, and you can get involved and make the game even more exciting if you've got some skin in the game. There's only one place that has you covered in one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. There are so many different ways to bet on the Super Bowl. You can bet on the winner with the point spread. You could bet on who's going to win the coin flip, who's going to score the first touchdown, or even what color the Gatorade is going to be at the Gatorade bath at the end of the game. Or you can use your knowledge of the Islanders and the NHL and try to make some money by betting on those games. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code On, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So if you put $100 in, they'll give you $50 added to your account, absolutely free. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, again, that's promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. Islander fans, every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. Okay, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, today we want to wish a very happy 44th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Marek Zidlicki. He was a member of the Islanders for one season, that was 2015-2016. Uh, originally, this native of the Czech Republic started his career in Czech, uh, the Czech Republic, ended up uh, being drafted by the Rangers in the sixth round back in 2001, uh, played for the Nashville Predators, Minnesota Wild, and the Devils, and then the Red Wings before coming over to the Islanders in 2015-2016. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Isles back on December 13th, 2015 at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, Corey Schneider gets the start for the Devils, while Tomas Grice is in goal for the Islanders in this game, and it would be an Islanders' strong performance in the first period. Marek Zidlicki, our Islanders' birthday of the day, he gets the scoring started with his second of the year, Mikhail Gorbovsky and Josh Bailey with the helpers at 743, one to nothing Islanders. Then John Tavares, Adds to the Islander lead, his 13th from Kyle Oposo and Brock Nelson at 11.53. Two nothing Islanders after 20 minutes. In the second period, Matt Martin gets his third of the year from Casey Zizekas and Calvin Dahan at 7.28. And then in the final minute of the second period, Marek Zidlicki, his third, second of the game from Thomas Hickey and Steve Bernier. Final score in this one, Islanders 4 and the Devils nothing, a 27-save shutout for Tomas Grice, but for Marek Zidlicki, two goals in this game on three shots that leads the Islanders' offense. He was the only multiple point getter in this game. He also led all Islanders players with a plus two in this game. John Tavares had six shots on goal to pace the Islanders. You know, Zidlicky. By the time he joined the Islanders, this was his last NHL season. He was a veteran, and what he did was added some steady experience to the Islanders lineup. Uh, Wasn't really a flashy player. You know, the game we described was two of his four goals. He played 53 games for the Isles, four goals and 16 points, added an assist in five playoff games with the team that year. But overall, a uh, solid uh, performance as a veteran defenseman for Zidliki, and we wish him all the best on his 44th birthday. So, here we are looking at the Islanders as they uh, have the rest of this week off, and I still think that what this team needs to do, uh, first of all, again, it will depend on when Anthony Bevilier is able to come back. If he's there you have your top two lines, you may want to juggle them a little bit uh, and break up those top two lines, maybe keeping the same six players, but mixing up some of the lineups just to try to get something going among your goal scorers, because right now, Nelson, Bailey, and Bevilier are all struggling. I mean, Bo, you know, we talk about his absence from the lineup, but he only has one assist In five games that he played in so far, you need to get him on track. If Bavillier is not available, I would like to see uh, either Oliver Wallstrom or Kiefer Bellows inserted onto that second line for, uh, you know, a game or two until Bavillier is available to return. And I would like both of those kids to see some ice time in this game. And the, the good thing is, you know, if you put one of them on the second line, put the other on the third line, you still have room for a Ross Johnston, or if you prefer, Austin Zarnick or Dmitro Timisov or Uncle Leo, uh, Leo Komarov. All of those guys, one of them can still be in the lineup and you could still play the two younger guys if Anthony Bevilier is not available. But I would like to see the younger kids get more ice time, and I would like to see uh, the top six forwards continue to be on the ice, but mix up those lines a little bit and try to get something going, Uh, because right now this team is struggling, and hopefully the Islanders can use this week off, this pseudo-buy that they now have, to clear their heads, refresh themselves, and come back focused and ready to play, because, you know, again, we're talking about a compressed season, a season that is not, uh, you know, is more of a sprint than a marathon as compared to a normal season, and with the rest of this week off, the Islanders are going to have games in hand on a lot of their opponents, but they're also going to have points to make up, so they better be ready, when all is said and done, and we look at this lineup and when this team comes back. So, uh, everybody, that's going to do it for today's show. Again, we will have another show tomorrow with lots more to discuss about your New York Islanders as they continue to prepare for Saturday's game. And I hope, you know, I think it was wise not to hold these games, because the one thing the Islanders do not want to have happen is to have you know, three, four, ten players unavailable because of COVID, uh, if they would have played Buffalo, that would have been a real possibility. So glad that that did not happen. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, Hope that you're all okay with the snow and everything else. Have a great day, and of course, let's go Islanders!